This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and my good friend, Simon Townley. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Very well, my friend. How are you? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. It's Beautiful been a, day. It is. It's a nice day. It's not as warm as it looks, um, but it's warmer than it's recently been because it ain't two or three degrees like it has been recently. So it's... Uh, bearable is the word. You can go outside. I've been outside this morning. I've been working for the last two days. Everyone's been putting pictures of the beers and stuff up in beer garden and stuff. I've been jealous and I've been working. So I'm off today. So I thought, sod it. So I nipped downtown, went in boot, 
had a pint of worse sauna and a breakfast. The breakfast weren't the best, but the worse sauna, it's been a while. It's been a while. I do like my ales. Are you shaking your head for? Because you're one of them. I'm not one of them. I just nothing wrong with enjoying a pint, especially when I've not been able to do it for so long. Because I'm sick of drinking. It's how the coals light or bloody same thing that they sell in shops. You can't get yourself an ass draft ale. Anyway, it you can't looked, into a and get yourself an ass draft ale. It looks freezing. You had to sit outside, what? you? I had yeah, obviously you had to sit outside. I I have a big coat on. I just this is my thing, you see. That I get it, you had a breakfast, right? So I've got two issues. The breakfast were the breakfast. I, I, I will say now I've had better breakfast. I, I could have just gone to Sandwich City, which is a butty shop near near this near this house. That that would have been better. The breakfast itself was a little bit poop, uh, but the beer well, well worth the wait. My issue with it is two things like, yeah, don't get me wrong, we all want to go out, we all want to have a pan, but I'm not that arsed for a pan to be wrapped in three layers. I'm not that arsed for a pan. To have to have it with a breakfast, I won't have a breakfast. I won't have a get. A pie it's just because I was hungry. I was just hungry. I won't pour. It, 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 it weren't it weren't like it was seven thirty a.m. It was like eleven fifteen. I won't pour it on your Cheerios, would you? No, well, no, I definitely wouldn't. No, I wouldn't exactly. do that. That's that's completely <laughs> different. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous statement. Um, but have you been up to much then? Because obviously you weren't on the watch long due to Fullage Colts being selfish. Barford, uh, yeah, but it's uh, it was good. Barford, his thing in there game was that it were a shambles. It were a lot of kids didn't turn up till the second half. Let's say physically, uh, they were there, but I mean, like, right, yeah, I'm gonna say it's just definitely playing five aside on 11 side pitch. No, the uh, ability wise, they didn't turn up for the second half. My kid being one of the main ones, I won't lie. Uh, uh, he, right, he got, Louis. I'm gonna have to give Louis a bit of a pep talk here, but uh, yeah, it was good. It was good to watch. Come on, again. it was good to uh, crack yeah, on. Uh, see it in all its glory, but um, it's nice and it? it's just normality back. Like I said, if you have a part with your Cheerios, that's up to you. I'm gonna but, say man. you were just whinging about normality being back, and now you're saying that's, it's a big thing. Normal to you, my normality is back. Your normality is back. Everyone's happy. I'll, I, I, I nearly went to a coffee shop instead. I was walking past an easy coffee's got this big gazebo outside, it looked you know inviting, welcoming. I thought oh, I, could, I could go in there. I didn't. I thought I'd rather go to Boot. Neither went to Costa. I thought I'd rather have a pant. So I did. I've had plenty of coffees. You still get coffees. You know what I mean? I've been going drive through Starbucks the last six months pretty much two, three times a week. Um, one thing I had had, though, is a pant, and I enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah, obviously, you weren't on the podcast last week either. So it's good to have you back, mate. Yeah, mate. Good to be back. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, and obviously, just before we get started into the, the slagging of Burnley FC after the last couple of weeks, um, obviously, we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sport. It is at the bottom of your screen now if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube. Uh, if you aren't aware, it is a, um app, sort of like a, a fan hub app, where you can go on, talk to other fans of Burnley Football Club and fans of other teams. You can predict the scores, predict your lineups. You can even put your thoughts in after the match as well um, for other people on the app to see. And you can even answer our question, uh, which we put up every single week, Um onto the app and then you answer it we read out your responses on the podcast and uh, we have we have just put the po- uh, the, que- the question up this week it's been up there for about 12 hours at this point so we're not going to read the answers out for the latest question on this pod it will be on the next pod uh, but if you haven't already um please feel free to pause this go over to the app now if you've already downloaded if you haven't downloaded it go to the fan time question answer it and we will read out your response word for word uh, on next week's podcast, unless, of course, there's um, some slander in there, which, um, for legal reasons, won't be allowed to um, read out. And one more thing. I was in town today, as I've mentioned, um, and I was 
stopped by is it Dave? I think you you half know him, don't you? Because he used to he used to have a salon next door to his, his yeah, shop. Yeah, he used to do uh, it, complete yeah. home furnishings. Um and he um he gave me a present because because we do turfcast. So I just want to show it off. Oh, there we yeah. go. And he's got your wall behind you. Yeah, well, that's that's the plan. I'm not sure if the missus, I don't know why I'm shouting. I'm Come not, back here, I can't hear you anyway. You have to shout. Can you not hear me? No, no. There yeah. you go. There you go. There you go. Well, it's, do you like that? Yeah. You know, basically, he said to me, I'll give you one of these. Yeah. Um, If you sort of like give me a shout out and stuff, I'll say, I'll tell you what, mate, I'll do one better. Sorry, if you put it in, in background of your podcast, I'll say, I'll do you one better, mate. I'll give you a shout out and tell people where to get it from. So it's complete home furnishings. I don't know what the street's called, but it's in, in Burnley Town Centre. Have I got it wrong? No, no, you don't, right? I'm, I'm just waiting. Oh, to I, thought, I, thought, I thought I got the name of the, the shop wrong. Complete home furnishings or complete home furniture. Uh, but what I will do is I'll put a post up as well. So yeah. if you want, I, I'm going to do it on Wednesday. So the day we're recording this. So by the time you're all listening slash watching this, the post will already be out there. So you will have seen it. And I will tag his page um, in, in, in the post um, as well. So uh, what else if, did say if you do you want one. Uh, well, you're going to throw me under the bus a bit here, aren't you? Or should I say you're going to throw Dave under the bus a little bit here? Because Dave said to me, right, <laughs> I'll tell you what, before I get into this, I'll put it up behind me. So for those who can't see it, by the way, because if you're listening, it's just a street sign that says Turf Ball BB10, but it's cool. Yeah, well, if you, if, if, you, if you can't see because you're listening, then start watching as well. I've been telling you for ages that we do it watching as well. So start watching. <laughs> you can watch and listen, of course, if you're there. But yeah, it, it is a street sign. It says on it, Turf Ball BB10. It is smart. And like I said, Dave said he wants to get the name out there a bit more. He wants more people to be aware of him because he says people sometimes could be like, oh, that's good. I didn't know, what, no, uh, didn't know you did stuff like that. Um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, Simon's thrown me under the bus a little bit here because Dave did say something. I said, uh, it's, it was sort of like talking about the plans for next year. And I, I know we've mentioned him on the podcast before, but obviously we're going to lose the watch along because we'll be back on the turf, fingers crossed. Um, so the plan is to replace the watch along with like a live match reaction where we get people on, sort of like via a web link. You come on and you tell us your opinion on the match, whether you're pissed off, happy, whatever. Um, and he said, yeah, yeah, I do watch that watch along. You do it with Simon, don't you? You used to live next door. Another lad. And um, is it your dad? I mean, my dad, no, my dad, my dad doesn't do it. What do you mean? He went, oh, there's another, an older bloke on it. I, I thought it was your dad. You know what you mean? Kieran, he's about 38, mate. <laughs> went, oh, don't tell him I said that. Don't tell him I said that. I so sorry, Dave. So I'm in through you under the bus there. <laughs> I just oh, told Kieran, I told everybody. Um, it's probably going to, next time, I'm not going to walk past the shop again because people like, I want that street sign back now, mate. I feel I can't sorry believe you said that. It'd be referred to as your dad and uh, if you order Simon off Wish. Yeah, well. This is that's what you get with a sort of like an, an out there look of long grey hair. I presume yeah, I like his dad. Your I, I like your hair, Paul. Even though I ain't texting back, he wants an echo. <laughs> oh, tell him to cut it off. What, 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 what does he want? What does he want? Ends thinning out. Well, I don't fucking know. I ain't replied. Yeah, true. Um, there you go, Kieran. Sam is being ignorant as usual. He does it with everybody, mate. Don't worry, unless you're Johnny Tate and he's bringing some beers around, then he answers. And even then, it was six hours later. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it then for the housekeeping. If you want one of these signs behind me, check out Complete Home Furnishings. I think it is. It's on. It's basically across the road from sort of like the Boot and McDonald's in that sort of square, across the road from CEX, which apparently is pronounced sex, but I'm not going to say that. CEX in the, in the square um, of Burnley Town Centre. So, but did you know that? It's, it, they say it on the advert. They say, come down to sex. I'm like, what are you shut really? Nah, say CEX, mate. Wait, trading your games, that's sex. What? That <laughs> don't make sense. Um, yeah, so, sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you want one of them, 
like I said, I'll be putting a post up, so look out for the post. Uh, and Dave's a lovely guy as well. It's the first time I've actually met him, to be fair. I've spoken to him on the Turfcast page before. Um, so, so yeah, um, you can get one of them um, as soon as you as soon as you want, basically. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it then. We've done all the narcissists. We've been nice. We've beaten around the bush for, what, nine minutes now? Nine and a half minutes? Um Burnley won Newcastle too. Um, not the um, it's it's just disappointing in it to be one nil up and coming off the back of being two nil up at Southampton. You'd think you'd learn your fucking lessons, and they didn't. There was no response from Dash to Bruce's subs. Um, there was no um, response to the bad defending last week at Southampton. Uh, it was the same sort of thing. Danny Ings ran at him against Southampton. They didn't didn't know what to do. ASM ran at him against Newcastle. They didn't know what to do. It was just a case of. Um, basically, but Burnley not looking like Burnley, looking decent going forward and, and poor at the back. And ultimately, when when they made them subs, admittedly they had a far better bench than us. But uh, every Premier League team uh, has a better bench than us at the minute. Um, they made them changes, and we just couldn't handle them. Dyche didn't even try and counter the changes. The defense didn't do anything different. Uh, the midfield, I thought, should have probably offered more protection as well after the subs came on. Um, but that's obviously we'll get into all that. But what were your thoughts on the on the on the Newcastle defeat? Uh, it was a difficult one to sort of take because I can't remember the last time that we were two games in a row winning to then get beat. You know what I mean? It's, it's very unlike Burnley when you said, like you mentioned it earlier about the defensive sort of frailties. We'll call them now, but they usually are sort of strengths. So to, to yeah. be back, you know, I think there were more elements. I, I've seen the comments, you know, people saying. Uh, about, for example, Tarky going backwards and and thinking, but if you if you look at the bigger picture, there's no midfield. Ben Mee's dropped behind him. He's still running, and we know he's got pace. So Ben Mee's thinking that. Well, if he gets past you, he's still got to get past me. And then he shifts it. Dex sh- uh, the strike. This is the same maximum goal. Um, yeah. And then goes into the bottom corner. So it's unfortunate because I think it goes under Tarky's standing foot that he, he reaches out to try and block it. I don't think it goes around him, if I remember correctly. And you just think, oh, just, a, just a little bit of luck is needed there because I don't think necessarily the defence did that much wrong. Talking Ben Mee's dropped back to say, like, go on, then take Tarky on, you've got to get past me as well. Most of the time, St. Maximum, just like Traore uh, for Wolves, will run at you, run at you until he's got no room left on the pitch. So for him to take a shot there, I, I, don't, I don't know if they did anything wrong there, the defence. I still think the keeper... Even if it were Nick Port, you know what I mean? You'd still be expecting uh, him to drive into the box before shooting, if I'm honest with you. So I can't really blame anyone defensively. If anything, I think, like you said, then the midfielder could have come back and helped a bit more and maybe maybe yeah, just I be think... on his arse to stop him getting that shot away. Take a yellow. Yeah, I, th- I think the reason why we are so good defensively is because the defence and midfield are so close together. It's a two yeah. banks of four. It's a case of you're going to have to get past eight players uh, if you're going to break us down. Um, for some reason, on that occasion... Um, the midfield were nowhere to be seen. They got past the midfield far too easily and then ran at the defence. And even even the best defenders, you know, your John Stones and or whatever, obviously I'm talking English defenders here and Maguire's because they're supposed to be the, the two favoured English defenders. Um, even if you're running at them with no protection from the midfield, they're going to struggle. Yeah. ASM's a good player at the end of the day and he's the sort of player that we would be crying out for recently. Um, but obviously there's the money issues and stuff. That's a different debate. But I think with Ben Mee, I don't think, I think Ben Mee's, you got to remember, I think was it Wilson on the right hand side as well? I think I think they've half got an eye on him because it looked like they were going to pass it to him at one point. And again, this is the ASM goal. Um, 
So I think Ben Mee's behind the target to A, be like, right, well, if you get past him, you've got to get past me. And B, just waiting for the layoff to the right-hand side. But then, like you said, he chops in and hits it with his left. And it goes in. I, I don't think I, I don't think, like you say, there's an individual error. I just think the entire thing was sort of like wrong from our point of view. I don't think you can't look pinpoint anybody and say, Tarky, you should have done a bit better there. Ben, you should have been better positioning. Bailey, it's outside the area. You should have really let, um, you should be saving him from outside the area. I don't think you can look at that and say that for anyone. But I think the entire sort of like team sort of like movement and the entire sort of like team setup is the word I'm looking for was wrong for that goal. When you're on the other side of this goal. It, the first thing to do, and, and it, this is the problem with the level that we're at now, is to score goals, it tends to come from errors. You know, that we're not necessarily getting individual... We don't, we don't tend to praise individual goals anymore, but to commit... Would we be looking at this as a Newcastle term? You know, would we be looking at this thinking, you know what, that's just a good goal? Is there necessarily anything drastically wrong with what happened? He just ran at pace. He took away the midfield with his pace. He's chopped inside when you would have expected him to go with his right hit it with his left, straight in the corner. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of elements to that that just make it a good goal. And I think... It's yeah, I think from a Newcastle point of view, from a Newcastle yeah. point of view, you will be looking at that and saying that is a very good goal. It's just human nature, isn't it? You're just going to... You're just going to look at it from your own point of view and um, and and see where you went wrong because that's at the end of the day. You, you even if it is probably a moment of individual quality, it probably can be stopped with more protection from the midfield. So yeah. you're always going to you're always going to look at that and pinpoint and pinpoint different things. But um, the, set, the 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 first goal as well was kind of similar in a way that ASM sort of like ran at us and stuff and couldn't handle it. Of course, it was a layoff and then a decent goal. That's another decent one to be fair. A shot from distance. Um, but again, it would just it would, we just struggled with them to uh, with ASM running at us as soon as they made the subs. I remember that joking on the watch along, um, saying sort of like, "Oh, he's bringing these to him now. Shall I go and add and watch it behind the set because that's the only place I feel comfortable." And it was a joke. I still expected us to handle these players well. Like, yeah. Let's be honest, we've handled Liverpool's front three well this season. One at Anfield, um, we've won at Arsenal. You know, Aubameyang, Lacazette, we've handled them quite well. But for some reason, in the last two games, we couldn't handle Southampton's front four, who are, you know, it's a decent front four, but let's face it, they're not as good as Liverpool's front three. And we couldn't handle the two substitutes from Newcastle. So has there recently been sort of like a shift in mentality with Burnley? Because we are scoring more goals, but now we've started letting goals in. So is it a case of we're concentrating more on going forward, trying to get the goals, and now we've taken a man off the defence or what? Because if you look at this, if you look at the very start of the season, the entire team was shite. Midfield, defence, strikers, shite. And then we started winning games again. You know, we got the first win against Palace of the season, I think it was. Uh, and the defence were good. But then, you know, you, uh, Chris Wood probably weren't performing as as well as he can do. Barnsley, Jay, and then Vidya were get, only getting a few bits off the bench. The defence was decent, but then we weren't scoring enough goals. Now we've started scoring goals again. We seem to be shipping them. So is it a, is, is it a shift in sort of like a mentality or, or is it just a case of, Maybe the, we've got a bit, few tired legs and a few injuries or maybe the midfield's just not performing. In my opinion, it, it's one of them things that it's so easy. I mean, we are, I'm not comparing us to a Man City or a Pep, don't get me wrong, but even Pep says who you would class as probably the best manager in the, in the country, if not in the world of football. Um, he Even he says he doesn't mind the defence leaking goals because of the way they play because their, their aim is to score more goals. So when you're playing in an attacking sense, they want to score four or five and you, they'll allow one or two goals for that. Now, we obviously playing attacking, we are scoring more goals. You know, two two away at Southampton in the in the manner that we did in the first half, three away against uh, Everton. 
Uh, we are scoring more goals, but unfortunately with that, we've got to then take the responsibility of if we're going to play that way, we have to make sure we score more goals than them. Um, now, the difficulty for Burnley fans, and myself included, obviously, was being a Burnley fan, that it's hard to take that we're so good defensively. So when we're 2-0 up, we should be one of the best teams at shutting up shop. But we seem yeah, to be. My, that's my thought process on it. Yeah, we went 2 0 up against Southampton. I'm thinking happy days. Yeah. Newcastle, I'm thinking happy days. We, 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 that is where we are at our best, getting a lead and sitting on that lead. But for whatever reason, in the last two weeks, we've just not been able to do it. Well, before I go, before I go on to sort of like the positives, because I don't want it to be all negative about this, you know, the Newcastle game. There are, there are some positives out of it. Um, we don't really have a hand to play. You know, when we when it is turning, when the game is shifting, he brings on St. Maximum and let's not underestimate the influence that Callum Wilson has. I think I saw a stat on the game that said the nine games they've played this season without him, they've won none um, with Callum. So even if he's not an instant immediate threat, that his presence he seems to boost the team and, and, and create space for other players. So I just think we don't have them hands to play at the minute. We don't have the ace cards and they're thinking, right, well, tell you what, we're going to bring a defensive-minded person on. We're going to bring an attacking-minded wing-back. We, we don't seem to have that availability. And, you know, all with respect to Mumbongo, and you mentioned it many a times, that these kind of players shouldn't be learning their trade coming off the bench for five minutes when Burnley fans desperately need you. They should be coming on learning at 4-0 up where 10 minutes... 15, 20 minutes to go, or they should be on loan in the championship. Yeah, they should, they should be on loan at like a league yeah, one. League they should two, be learning the trade in the manner that they're learning. It's not going to be good for the mentality, surely. Certainly not good for development. What are you going to learn in that? You're just learning how to fight with the strikers. And to be fair, he did all right did he, when he came on. But on a positive note, Vidra again scoring. Yeah, Vidra and Wood look like the partnership, don't they, to be fair? Yeah. Yeah, really good. I mean, Wood there with that cutback. I watched it on my phone because Louis was playing footy, so I had it on my phone on the thing, and I genuinely thought from the movement um, that it was Dwight that cut it back, just because it was a left foot, and he drove down to the thing, cut it back, and it weren't until I saw the replay. I saw it with Chris Wood. I was telling everyone, oh, he scored, Dwight's cut it back, and Vidra scored. Um, it, it, he's doing a lot more running with Vidra on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, and I think he'll admit that himself. I think, I, yeah, I, I think it's probably the, the space that Vidra creates, isn't it? And now Woody can then run into the space that's being created by Vidra's runs. But it, because he's the target man, he knows that he's got to get to that first ball and then find Vids. Uh, and what, what a play, mate. Running down to that byline, cutting it back, scoring. Like you said, the partnership at the minute. Um, big fan of Barnes, you know, leading all-time Premier League goal scorer with Wood still, I think. Um, so it's not to be overlooked when he comes back, but it's very difficult to shift him. Would have been nice to have a J-Rod, obviously. Congratulations to him and his wife. But that's the kind of thing that we are so short of at the minute, is that yeah. substitute. And then when one of them goes, mate, we're like dominoes. Yeah. Um, it was one of them, though, weren't it? Like the, the, You look at the bench and it is abysmal. Like, no disrespect to the players on the bench. There's no options on there. The only option for me, which I feel like I should have done, um, is maybe take Brownell off and, and put Cork on. Now, I know Brownell... He's probably more of a defensive-minded midfielder than Cork, so that might have been why Dyche didn't bring him on. But I felt like recently, in the last couple of games, Brownell's looked a little bit lost. I don't know if he's been tired or he's just been a little, he's just a little out of form now because I thought he was decent against Everton and everyone knows how much of a fan I am of Brownell. I put a lot of Brownell propaganda on Turfcast. I just think the Newcastle game especially, and, and to be honest, the Southampton one as well, I thought he was he was pretty much pedestrian in both of them, um, especially when, you know, when, when after... Bruce made them subs. I thought maybe Dash could have countered that by just changing it up a bit in midfield. Because I think in the end, that's where we lost the battle. I think we lost the battle in midfield. 
they got past our midfield far too easily for both of their goals, especially that second one, the ASM one. Because then, like like we've just discussed, they were so once we've got past them two, he's running completely at the, at the defense. And he, and even if even if he brings them on after when it's when it's two one, you get Jack Cork. Uh, to, to come on the pitch to to get get his foot on the ball like he does because he's probably the best midfielder of the three at doing that getting his foot on the ball and trying to make things happen um whereas Brownhill's probably your best defensive sort of like minded one and and West is probably your best sort of like set pieces and stuff so for me I don't know I think that's probably the only change we could have done um which for some reason Dice didn't do um, and I think he left it to what 88th minute to make a change and he brought Mumbongo on um yeah. I think that could have been something that we could have done but no yeah I, I agree that it was uh... Jack Cork for me is a definite first team contender. So if you've got him on your bench and you can see the game shifting, uh, you know he'll do a job, mate. He's got an, uh, an old enough head on him now to know how to deal with certain things. And the thing with Brownhill is he's got the creativity as well. Um, but what that does is it then gives him a free reign to go forward more than maybe Jack Cork would have done. And then would that have plugged the gap that you we referred to on the St. Maximum goal? Would that have... Ref- you know, plug that gap between the midfield and the defence, possibly, yeah. I don't think it was uh, It was something I didn't really concentrate on, but definitely, as you're speaking about it, yeah, definitely, he, he can do a job, we all know that. Even if you put a three in midfield at that point, to say, do you know what, let's share yeah. it up a bit. Yeah, it could have easily took Wardour Vids off and stuck three yeah. midfield, Brown or playing behind them two or whatever. Um, that, that it's just something different. It weren't working. As soon as soon as they brought them to on, it cl- it was clear that we were struggling, and we just didn't do anything. And that's where Daesh gets his criticisms. We all love him. He's done a lot for this football club, obviously. And we'll get into it. And if he leaves at the end of the season, I'm sure I'm sure we'll all wish him well for a gritted teeth. Um, but I think that's where he has. That's where he struggles. He struggles to respond. Whether that's because of our squad or because of his, um, I don't know, limited tactical nous, which I think is a very harsh thing to say, but I'm just sort of like putting it out there. Um, I think he definitely struggles with subs, definitely. Yeah, he's a, he's like a, a one-trick pony if in some respects, I guess, but then equally, the thing that you can sort of praise him for is he knows how to build a structure and he knows what he wants from people, but the, the problem with that is that once he has to change it, it doesn't necessarily. It looks like he doesn't have the trust in certain players to do it for yeah. him, so he's reluctant to do it. I think most managers would uh, roll dice just hoping for a change of fortune, whereas he he won't do that. He'll expect what he's got out there to do the job anyway. Yeah, again, whether that's like you say a squad thing, but then there's been, you know, there's been so many summers where we've been crying out for signings and they not come in. Whether that's a criticism of the old board, which I think it largely is, but then there's other people that are saying, "Well, Dice is too stubborn." Like the, the board offering players, and then he turns them down. So it's probably one again, one of these things that sort of like stems from from that sort of thing. But I think things in that respect, no matter who's the manager next season, um, will need to change. But we'll get onto that in a little bit. Obviously, uh, one thing I do want to mention is you said you want to talk about the positives, and you did mention the front two. Yeah, should they have got more? Because we had quite a lot of chances, didn't we? Possibly, yeah. I mean, the, this is, you know, I, I don't want to go in on vids because he's he's on great form at the minute, but uh, and and the fan base that do listen to us will be that I know that a huge following of them are vidra supporters. Let's say uh, the problem with vids is you are going to get chances, but he does need a fair few to put one away. That's the only that's the only criticism I can do, say because he does create space, he does get goals, but. He seems to just throw everything at a shot sometimes, and he'll even throw his body past the buddy kick. You know, like if he's on his arse as soon as he's kicking it, 
But he, uh, yeah, unfortunately, you get these chances, and he's so desperate to score, which is amazing, and that's what you want from a striker. But he does need two or three chances of, to get one on target sometimes. Yeah, um, whereas Wood is usually uh, the opposite, whereas this season he's probably been pretty similar, to be honest. Yeah, you Wood will get one chance in three games and he'll, and he'll put it away, uh, whereas yeah. this season he's been a little bit hit and miss. Um, but that's it then for our thoughts on uh, the disappointing home defeat to Newcastle. Um, just before I get into the the, the fan reaction, um, what are your thoughts on the, on the league table then at this point? It's still seven points, which is the only saving grace. And thankfully... Fulham's form seems to have absolutely dropped off a cliff. But let's be honest, it should be, what, 13 points at this stage? We should have held on against Southampton. That would have made it 10. Uh, and then we should have beat Newcastle um, at home. There's no disrespect to Newcastle. I got a lot of grief for saying Newcastle was shit on the match reaction from Newcastle fans, who for some reason um, made, it, made it clear. What, what made me laugh were with these Newcastle fans. Right? They spent all season... Saying absolute shite, rubbish, Bruce out, and I'll come on Turfcast and say, these are shit, we should be beating these. And then they get, oh, you can't call us shite. Wow, you've been calling us shite all season. Um, but we should be 13 points clear, shouldn't we? And we should be on the beach. But instead, I, st I don't think we'll go down, I'll be honest. But instead, I am left looking over my shoulder a little bit and hoping for the best when Fulham play, whoever they're playing this weekend, also I think it is. So... Shouldn't, shouldn't be looking out for Fulham games anymore. Should be at the stage where I couldn't give a shiny shout who they're playing, but unfortunately, we're still looking over our shoulder. You know, looking over your shoulder is probably the right thing to say, isn't it? Because it doesn't look like it's going to get any easier for us for a while. I'd still think we've got enough to stay up. But if you'd have asked me five or six games ago, I'd have been like, right, Newcastle, yeah. I'd have been Southampton, yeah. You know, West Ham, yeah, five or six games ago. Definitely not at the minute, but I would have definitely said that. Uh, Fulham, Leeds at home doable and then yeah. it's all of a sudden it's changed you know Leeds have won away at City they got a bloody rocket up their arse again uh, West Ham are on absolute unbelievable form this season and good luck to them you know I do hope they break the mould and get in the top four um, and then we've got Fulham who are fighting for the lives Chef you should be down or uh, definitely will be down but should be down then yeah, they'll be down. Flash um, day season we're playing so they'll be long gone you know and then we've got Liverpool who with all respect they could have a shit season and still turn you over 5-0 one game you know what I mean it's a uh, it's going to be hard, to say the least. However, thankfully, I think the job's already done and I think that the teams below us have too much of a... too much. Let's have a look at what Fulham have got fixture-wise. But definitely, it's still in our own hands because we just need to beat Fulham and it's done. For yeah, me. the next two for Fulham are Arsenal and Chelsea, if I remember rightly. You're going to prove me wrong potentially in a second, but I'm pretty certain they play Arsenal this weekend and then Chelsea next weekend. That should be two defeats, looking at the form that they're in. But Arsenal, you know, they're very hit and miss this season. They, they could easily pick up three points against Arsenal, but I'm not sure where the game actually is. So, yeah, it's Arsenal where Chelsea where. Then they've got us at home. Um, and then they've got Southampton, United and Newcastle. Now, Southampton, you never know which side's coming up. They could beat them. Yeah, they, we, we should have beat Southampton. They were so bad this weekend as well. I know, I watched it. Uh, then they've got United who are chasing that top uh, Champions League, it should be sorted by them for them as well. But um, Newcastle are fighting for their lives. I would like to say, I mean, call me weird and stuff, but maybe a glutton for punishment, but it would be nice to see them two sort of battling it out on the last game. I'd probably turn the Burnley game 
on one it's side. I, 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 I totally agree. I, I definitely probably have the Burnley game on the telly and the Newcastle Fulham game on the phone, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. If that were the case. But um, yeah, I'd love to see them two battling out on final day of season. I don't think it'll be the case now that Newcastle have beaten us. I think Newcastle will, will pull away from yeah, Fulham. Yeah, looking at them fixtures for Fulham, I think, that, I think the job's done for us. Fingers crossed. But they, it could easily, like you say, they could, they could pick up a win against Arsenal. It's unlikely, don't get me wrong. But this is why this is the entire term of looking over your shoulder. They could easily pick up that win against Arsenal, get beat against Chelsea, then beat us at Fulham. Then it's down to one point if we haven't picked up another point since then. And then you re- you're not even looking over your shoulder. You are like yeah. that. Your arse is like that. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, so fingers crossed we can get over the line. It is a case of now just stumbling over the line more than anything. I'll, I'll take 17th right now. That's, I don't think we'll go down, but I will take 17th right now. Um, so, yeah, so that's it then for the um, Newcastle defeat. Here's what the Burnley fans had to say for the fan reaction. And this week, it is just Heath um, from the New Zealand Clarets and, and his buddy. I can't remember his name now, um, so apologies, mate. But it is, it is the lads from the New Zealand Clarets. And here's what they had to say about the Newcastle game. Good morning from New Zealand. New Zealand Clarets checking in after the Newcastle game. I've uh, deliberately left it a day or so to uh, gather my thoughts after that game. Uh, I think it's quite easy to uh, say stuff after the after a game when you're uh, pretty het up and emotions are running high. I think sometimes it's better just to uh, chill for a day or so and let things sink in. Um, yeah, the <laughs> the initial uh, pain of that result hasn't really gone away, but. Um, I think we need to keep things into perspective. We're still seven points uh, ahead. We've still got very winnable games coming up. Uh, we've got to go to um, Fulham. And don't forget, we've got to go to Sheffield United at the end of the season. Um, in between that are games that we could definitely get points from. Uh, Wolves, definitely. Uh, Leeds, definitely. You know, you never know. Uh, we beat Man United last year. Uh, we've got Liverpool at uh, at Liverpool at, at uh, the turf as well. You know, I still think that we're going to be okay. Um, but it was a hugely disappointing result, and um, uh, yet again, uh, for the second game in a row, we've let a lead slip uh, through. I think probably poor defending, especially their second goal. Um, which question marks have to be asked about that defending. You know, Tarky and me were running back uh, and Tarky really needed to put a foot in there. Um, me was covering, covering him, so if even if he'd had taken the man down and got a yellow card for it, um, you know, it wouldn't have led to a goal. But, you know, you're backing off and you're backing off. One of you's got to put a challenge in, and that's poor in, in my book. Um Take a card, bring the man down, move on. But um, there's no way that he should have been allowed to run at uh, at the defence like that and um, and score. Um, yeah, uh, you know, first half we looked good. Uh, we were in control of the game. Um, I thought for the most of the game we were in control. We didn't look um, Newcastle didn't look too much better until they brought on the substitutions and. Um, uh, here lies the lesson for Burnley, is that uh, Newcastle have inv- are clearly invested in the squad a bit more than we have. And um, for me, this is the game where uh, the chickens came home to roost uh, in regards to Burnley's uh, shambolic transfer activity for not just you know the last season, but for a few seasons now, probably about three seasons. 
uh, Burnley's transfer um, business has been really, really poor. And I think that this this game showed it. You know, this is where um, it was on show. Newcastle could bring on two players of quality. One of them, one guy, all it takes is one guy. And that one guy had an immediate impact. And he won them the game. And um, Burnley simply uh, looked at the, you know, you looked at their uh, bench and there's just nothing. There was nothing there. Okay, Barnes is injured. J-Rod was uh, with his family because he's about to, his wife was about to have a baby. That's all fine. But, you know, there's got to be more on the bench and fingers are going to have to be pointed, I'm afraid, at the end of this season. I think uh, now is not the time for uh, finger pointing, but at the end of this season, uh, there's got to be serious questions raised about Burnley's lack of activity in the transfer market and the, the fact that in a crucial uh, relegation battle uh, where one point would have been better than nothing, we simply had nothing to bring on. No, we had no way to change the game. Uh, positives to take from the game? Well, there's not many really. Um, McNeil had a good game. Uh, uh, Vidra had a good, another good game. You know, I, I've said it before. I think he's a really good player, and he's a quality player. Is Vidra? Um, he just needs to be. The ball needs to be played to his strengths. You know, we need to play to Vidra's strengths to get the best out of him. Um, Brown, I thought had a good game. And I thought that um, uh, Peacock Farrell had a, had a good um, a good game as well. Okay, he let two goals in, but the quality of those goals, um, I think any any goalkeeper would have struggled. Um, other than that, I thought he looked assured. Uh, his distribution and kicking was good. He pulled off a couple of really good saves. You know, uh, as a backup keeper, I think you know I think he's quality. Um, I don't think he could have done anything with those goals, and I don't think Pope would have done that either. Um, so we move on to the next game, Manchester United away. <sighs> Look, as football, as uh, sorry, Dash said, that's football. Uh, and who knows? You could, if we got a draw at uh, Manchester United next week, things would be looking, you know, a lot better. I still think we're going to be okay. Fulham are going to have to find some form and some goals and some points from somewhere, and I just don't see that happening. And I think that we we can still get points. There's seven games to play, twenty-one points to play for. Um, we're going to be okay, we are, but now's not the time to panic. Uh, the internet is awash with people panicking. Um, you know, just everyone losing their losing their shit. Um, now's not the time to panic, now's the time to get behind the lads and just see this, this season out. And then, then I think that um, questions have to be asked and uh, a rebuild, a rebuild is required. Um, whether that's with Pope in goal and Tarky at the back, or even Dash as manager. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen? But it's time for our new owners to um, uh, our new owners to find some money from somewhere to back properly back the manager, um, because on on that performance, um, you know, and everyone can see that we're we're desperately short of bodies. So um, it's all well and good having a hundred million in the bank, uh, Mike Garlic, but. Um, you know, we needed we needed players on the bench. So if you underinvest in the squad, this is what happens. So anyway, we move on. Uh, Manchester United away next, um, and let's let's keep keep going until the end of the season. We can still do it. We're not in that bigger trouble yet uh, that everyone has to panic, but we can still do it. I think we'll be okay. So up the clarets and goodbye from New Zealand.
So yeah, a big thank you to the New Zealand Clarets for their match reaction after a disappointing game from, um, uh, sorry, the Newcastle game, which was a disappointing game. I just want to go back to something I said at the start, um, the sound behind me. I did, I did say, I'm not sure if it's complete home furnishings or complete home furniture. Uh, and like I said, I will be putting a post out later today. So all of them, what's the word, um, where you're not sure what something is. I don't know, forget it. I'm not sure what it is, so I can't even think of the word. Uh, all of them doubts, all of them doubts will have gone when I put that post up. But just just to just to make everything clear, that's where I got it from. Complete home furniture, and that's the shop. As you can see, it's gone off. As you can see, it's next to the pub on the corner, which is across from the boot and in the main square of the town centre. St. James uh, Street. Is that what it is? is uh, yeah, it is, St. James Street. And it says it right at the top. You see that sign <laughs> there? St. James Street. You see that sign there? You can own one of them. What a segue that were. Hey, I'll take that one. Um, but yeah, complete home furniture. So if you do want to get one of them signs that's behind me, that's where you get them from. Now, we've mentioned it a couple of times, sort of like in passing, a lot of stuff uh, this week about Sean Dyche potentially um, leaving at the end of the season. What have you made of all these um, rumours? To be fair, none of them have come from something that's ridiculously reputable. Um, let's be honest. I don't, I'm not one of these people that, Proper put the knife in on talk sports simply because I've I've been on it a few times and I do enjoy going on it and I enjoy some of the shows that they have. Some of them are absolute dog shit, Adrian Durham. Um, but I do enjoy some of the shows that they have. Um, but then when it's um the, the, the stuff that came out this week was from an inside talk sports source. It wasn't even a talk sport presenter himself saying, I've heard this, blah, blah, blah. It was just someone behind a keyboard saying an inside talk sports source has said that Sean Dash. Um, is very interested in the Crystal Palace job at the end of the season and has even been spotted house hunting in London. Uh, and that's the bit that made me think it's, it could be bullshit because of the house hunting thing. Because um, he still lives... I know he has a house up here for during the week and stuff, uh, which um, could be what they're referring to, to be fair. Um, but it was it's more a case of he's still with his family in Northampton, isn't he? Um, for, for his actual family home. Um, but there has been a few rumours before. Every every summer, it seems to be linked with somewhere else, and every summer, it seems to be Palace. Uh, but there's been a few people... The only thing that's different this time is there's been a few people saying, oh, I've heard this as well from another source. So normally, but most Burnley fans just go, shut up, mate. Uh, whereas now there's some people saying, oh, no, you know, it could be right this time. So what are your thoughts on it? I agree, mate. I think it is right. I've... I've... I've no sort of source necessarily, like you said, but I just think I, I would put money on Dash taking over Hodgson. So if that's the end of this season, then that's the end. Of, that's when it will be. If it's the end of the next season, then that's when it will be. But I think that if Hodgson leaves, I would put money on Dash being their man because just just for example, just referencing now, like you said, it's not just a uh, people saying, "Oh, do you think they'll go for him?" It's people saying why they should go for him now. It's people saying why he would be a good fit. They're on about. The building a club, not just shaping it um, on the pitch, but shaping it behind the scenes as well. Uh, yeah. And he's got experience with it. They're on about everything to do with how he would be the right man, not just to guard them for now, but for guard them for the long term future. So I do think it's one. It's the one job that we've said time and time again that would worry me if it ever came available. Um, and it's done nothing. He's done nothing to make me think that he would not want that job. He's done everything to make me think that that is probably the perfect job for him after Burnley. If I'm honest with you, so I think that there is a chance he will go. And I think if he's Hodgson leaves this summer, which he's likely to do, I think it'll be this summer, mate. 
It'd be interesting to see, definitely. Um, I've all I've said it time and time again. It's the one job that worries me. I always felt like Everton was not too big for him, but Everton fans. Oh, yeah, they want the Everton. Oh, in the Everton fan, not included. Um, but they always aimed bigger um, than Dash, um, and obviously they want bigger than Dash and Ancelotti. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and everybody else, you know, there's no one else in the in the Premier League that I really see as like who he could go to. Um, that are a decent enough step up or side step in Palace's terms or whatever. Well, that's another debate um, where he could go without them being too big. Like he's not going to go Man United. It's too big. Um, he's not going to go Everton. It's too big. West Ham potentially again too big. Um, probably, definitely now if they if they get the Champions League. So then then you're looking at you know Leicester too big. They're always going to want bigger managers than him. So it's always been the one that's worried me. Um, do I do I think he'll be a good fit to a certain extent? Yes. Do I think he he will get the time and the freedom he got at Burnley? Not so much. But then we've said it before, and I said the same thing with Tarky. Like people always say, like, oh well, you know, you won't have Ben Me next year. You know, if you go to Leicester, or you won't have a, a deep midfield in front of you if you go to Leicester. Look at what happened with Keane at Everton, who struggled at first, um, but he's probably doing well now. Um, it, it's the same sort of vibe. Like, yeah, Dash might not get as much freedom at Palace, and he might not get as much time if results aren't going his way. But then as a person and in his own ability, he's going to back himself. So he'd probably be like, well, that doesn't bother me because I know I'm confident enough in in being able to overcome things like that. Um, I don't know. It is the one that worries me. And again, it's a similar sort of vibe. Like, So I guess... The, I, go on. I was going to say, I guess the second part to this question, because obviously we, we both agree that we think he's, if he's going to go anywhere, that's the immediate threat. Yeah, um, but the second part of that question is, who who are you getting in if he does go? Well, obviously that'll be a, a a mass debate, not mass debate, mass debate that I'm sure we'll um, have for one entire podcast if and when. Uh, yeah, well, he does leave. in the comments if anyone's watching, let us know. Yeah, um, for me, a minute there's there's nobody like nobody stand out, but I'm sure we'll get into that debate on another week, but. Some Burnley fans will sit here and they'll say, Joey Barton, not enough experience. Uh, Michael Duff, not enough experience. I didn't mind um, Alex Neal at Preston, but he's just got sat by Preston. That's not a good look, so not for me. Um, who else is there? There was a lad that was at Bristol City, Lee Johnson. Not for me. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Then you go into the standard boring managers that seem to do the, the manager roundabout. Bruce will probably be sacked at the end of the season. Potentially, who knows? He might not be. Um, then there's Pardew, then there's Hughes. None of them for me. Um, I genuinely, I don't know if it's because we've had him for so long, but I genuinely can't see anybody else managing us. I, I just, it just doesn't make it. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, he's not going to leave less days, but them sort of managers are the type that you'd want, but they're not going to, they're not going to come to a club like Burnley. Gerard, I'd have Gerard. Would he leave Rangers to come not to Burnley? Burnley. No. Uh, we, 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 we give the Scottish Premier League a bit of banter. And let's be honest, it's Sunday League standard. But still, the size of Rangers and Celtic, they, they honestly... They, yeah, you're not going to come from Europa League, quarterfinal, whatever it were we were in, to you know Premier League survival, trying to build on top of that. He, he won, he'll want now, like you said, if... Uh, it won't go to Everton, but that's the kind of perfect midpoint where I'd expect him West to go Ham. next. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like Brendan Rodgers, who did well at Swansea, got his move to 
did he go straight to Liverpool after that? Yeah. Did he go straight to Liverpool after that? See, that's a bit of a big jump, man. You Liverpool weren't as good back then. They were they were struggling, weren't they? They were still a big club, but like, in terms of the league stature, they were struggling a bit. Didn't really do so well there. All right, nearly won the league, but eventually got sacked. Then went to Celtic, won everything there was to win for three years. All right, he had zero competition, but he still did very well at Celtic. Um, and then the next step was a team chasing the Champions League. All right, they hadn't been in the Champions League for a while at Leicester at that point, but they were chasing the yeah, Champions yeah, League. So, you, so, so you're probably right on that. So, yeah, get your comments in below who you think. Let's. I don't want to go too much into this because we haven't, I haven't We've seen listed every manager there is available, mate. Only because you asked me. I mean, like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to have like. A, I don't want to give like a massive debate and have stuff like that about it because it's not happened yet. And you know, it's it's only been tweeted by a Crystal Palace page that says our source is a talk sport inside source. So I'm not too worried about it just yet. But I have. I do agree with the fact that Crystal Palace is a job that's always worried me. Um, Hopefully they go for Eddie Howe because there's been some rumours that they're interested in Eddie Howe at the minute. They'll be stupid to pick Eddie Howe over Sean Dyche, but that's their problem. Um, Eddie Howe's another one. W would people want him back? As I've seen a few people murmuring about him back. Not me. Not for me. Um, so, so yeah, let us know in the comments below who you think. We'll have a proper debate about that if and when it's happening. If, you know, if there's a trusted source that tweets it. You know, if Henry Winter tweets it or whatever or somebody like that, then I'll, I'll start panicking a bit. But um, for now... Do I think it will happen? Probably eventually, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, it's, I, I, I believe that this is Crystal Palace's best season in like 10, 15 years as well. But So I don't understand what the big deal is about replacing Hodgson. You keep him, keep him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a worry, but not something I'm overly losing any sleep on at the minute. No, I, I think it's happening. I do, I'm genuinely worried about it. Uh, fair enough. Um, obviously, at the weekend then, um, Man United, United. Nearly said Man City. Nearly said Man City. Um, I know we've got a good record there over the last few years. You know, your 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 one ones, your two. Uh, sorry, your yeah. One, what what were it? No, nil nil, two two. Then you two nil. Um, so you know, we, we tend to do quite well at, at Old Trafford. Um, but unfortunately, we're going to this game bang out of form. They're going into this game in the best shape they've been in for you know quite a long time now. Um, Probably since Mourinho left. Mourinho had a decent first season or second season, didn't he? But um, all right, a little bit poor after that. But they're, they're all in the best shape they've been for a while. Um, so I'm not really expecting anything from this game. What about you? Are you looking forward to it in that sense? I can't really see us getting anything, to be honest. No, I mean, at Turf, you, you, you've got to be quite confident that we can you know, turn up and, and cause an upset. Positivity is they are playing Europa League, which never does... Big teams, well, you know, when they all or the away, they're uh, good, good, good question. Uh, let me just have a look at it because if they they're traveling all the home. way to Kazakhstan, oh, never mind. I'm gonna say if they're traveling all the way to Kazakhstan and they don't get back until Friday night, Saturday morning, then yeah, we might be in trouble. But if they're just walking from Salford Keys to Old Trafford, I think they'll be right. Yeah, no, that's the only positive I can look at from this. They've won five out of five that I can see on this one. I can't go further back without clicking it, but um, they're in good form and. They are looking at our last two games. We've gone ahead and got beat. Well, that's their speciality, mate. They they go yeah. behind and they turn it on. So it, it's so going to be. If, if we're going to go ahead, go ahead in the ninety seventh minute. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd snatch a draw hopefully from them with bigger things that we've done to them before now. But at this minute, they are absolutely flying. Yeah, I wouldn't just bite your hand off for a draw. I'd, I'd bite your entire torso off. It'd be gone. And. It, I just, I'm not looking forward to this game in that sense. Obviously, we'll watch it. We'll be doing a watch along. 
Um, not till four o'clock this weekend, so hopefully Fulwich Colts aren't playing at that yeah, time. No, I don't um, so hopefully we'll have. Well, having said that, just just before we I, I get into my predictions, obviously we did the watch along. I did the watch along on my own at the weekend. Um, and in terms of Facebook stars, we received over like two thousand Facebook stars. So it was the best we've ever done in that sense. That's and bearing in mind, I just I just want to point out as well because a few people are asking me about stars on the last stream. There are a few questions like what are these for and stuff. Uh, and a couple of people have asked me on Twitter. So just to, to remind everybody, uh, the Facebook stars, if you're watching this on Facebook now, you can send us some if you want to support the stream. Uh, Facebook stars are the perfect way of supporting your favorite content creators on the Facebook platform. Um, so basically, you buy some stars off Facebook, for example, you'll buy 600 for about £3. Um, and then you will have, uh, sorry, about 300 for £6, sorry. And then you will have 300 stars. So if you send them 300 stars to me, I get a penny, or sorry, one cent, so not even a penny, so like 0.8p um, per star. Um, so if you send 300 stars, like you get $3, for example. Um, so it was good to get uh, over 2,000 at the weekend. So a big shout-out to you know people that sent them. Stuart Rhodes, he, he was the main star sender, so he gets a special shout-out. Um, he sent 300. He was the most that sent. Uh, Kieran sent some. Robbie sent some. Obviously, I gave everyone a shout-out at the time, so apologies if I'm not mentioning your name now, but um, what we'll always do is we'll always aim to, to give you a shout-out. But, yeah, they, they are they, they are the best ways of doing it via Facebook. But there were a few people asking about a Patreon as well via Facebook because uh, I can't remember um, the name, but somebody was saying, like, oh, so if I want to send you money, I don't want to send Facebook money as well. I just want to give it you. So how do I do that? Could you not put your PayPal link on it? And I was like, My pay putting a PayPal link on it, a, a bit beg, mate, so I don't really like doing that. Um, and we're like, what about Patreon then? I said, I mean, we've discussed it, haven't we? Yeah. The Patreon. It's just what I wanted to do with the Patreon was I wanted to set it up and actually offer something for it. And I will wait yeah. until next season so we could, so people who set up to it will get benefits for it. Um, and I will still wait till next season. But what I will be doing is I'll set up a Patreon over the next few days and just offer something very basic, just so you can support us if you want to. Obviously, no pressure at all. You don't have to. Um, and then next season, We'll come into the stage where it'll be like, right, now you can have this for signing up. Um, early podcast release is probably something I could probably do this season, to be fair, and then next season go into it that way. But I'll I'll discuss all that um, with my good friend Simon Townley um, off air at another time. Um, so, yeah, big shout-out to everyone who got involved with the stream. Uh, big thank you to everyone who sent some stars. And we'll be back this weekend for another watch-along. But, of course, before we do tidy up and leave and, uh, and wrap the podcast up, We've mentioned the fact that we're not looking forward to the Man United game, uh, thanks to our poor form. We've mentioned the fact that it's going to be a tough one. Um, Simon, predictions? Nil-nil. Nil-nil? Nil-nil. You're going for nil-nil. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I will rip your torso off for that, so I'm going to come down to your house later and, and rip your entire torso off, and hopefully I'll get a draw for that, but I just can't <laughs> see anything other other than a defeat. I'm going back. I, I, I was positive. I was positive ahead of the Southampton game, right? I said, no, we're playing so well at the minute and they're poor. They've got a couple of good players who admittedly at the time were injured. Hopefully they'll still be out. I hope we can do them. I really think we can do them. I'm going 2-0. We went 2-0 up and then they drained all the laugh out of me by throwing it away. I got the confidence back in time for Newcastle. I thought, no, Newcastle is shit. We can beat these and they were shit for the first 60 minutes. As soon as he made them two subs, they were much better than us in all fairness to them. Um, and again, they just drain the absolute life out of me. So all that positivity that I had has gone. So don't blame me and don't go, can't believe you're predicting Burnley to lose 2-0, like some people do when I predict. But don't blame me, blame Burnley. 
There you go. That's going to be my new saying now when I predict a, a defeat. Don't blame me, blame Burnley. 2-0 um, Man United, unfortunately. I can't see anything other than a, a comfortable uh, Manchester United win. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, well, I've, I've yet to predict a defeat, so 0-0 for me. Fair enough. Uh, well, that's it for this week's Turfcast podcast. Unless there's anything you want to add, Simon? No, good. Thank you very much. Happy days. And just a reminder, you can, of course, get one of the Turf More signs behind me uh, by heading over to uh, Complete Home Furniture. Uh, they probably have a website as well. Um, but if, if not, just like them on Facebook uh, and get in touch. Send them a message. Uh, say Turfcast send you if you want one. Let him know that he's a little advertising thing not that he's you know not that he's giving me up for it Simon said on Turfcast you give him 10% don't say Simon said do not say Simon said it's not a game that Simon says uh, in fact just just say what you want as long as you say you come from Turfcast that helps us Simon Townley said you're his mate and you're giving 10% off to all Turfcast followers try, try the 10% off if you want to say Simon says you have to at least try the 10% off because he never said you get 10% off um, so I don't, I don't want people banging on his door saying he said, I don't even know how much it is to be fair I can't even say get this for 20 quid or 10 quid or whatever I don't know how much it is because um, he just sort of handed it to me as I was walking past uh, top bloke really like him um, but yeah and of course if you haven't already uh, please download the Pitch Sport app. It is, of course, at the bottom of your screen. Now it is available on Google Play and Android in the UK and Ireland. And if you haven't already downloaded it, get it downloaded because they've been sponsoring us for well over a year now. They've been really, really good for us. Carried on sponsoring us throughout all the way through the pandemic. Even in the summer when we weren't doing any podcasts, they still uh, carried on sponsoring us. Um, so a big shout out to them. So please make sure you download it and as well get involved and please answer the fan questions and stuff for us. But that's it for this week's Turfcast. I haven't sorted out a pre-game show yet. Fingers crossed I'll get one done. But if not, we will definitely be there for the watch-along on Sunday at around 5 to 4. Because I think the game kicks off at 4, doesn't it? Uh, as I've just said. So we'll definitely be there for a live watch-along on Sunday at 4. And if not, if you don't fancy the watch-along, we'll see you for the podcast next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.